If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at NutritionW.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Listening to the Holistic Navigator Podcast, where we believe in the body's ability to heal itself if given the proper nutrients and care it deserves. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show, and today we're taking a small departure from our typical format to take a closer look at diet and nutrition, specifically how to make wise choices while eating out. When we venture out to a restaurant, we often set ourselves up for failure just based upon the choice of where we go. So we want to encourage you to stop and really question the purpose of your eating in a more mindful approach so that maybe you can dine out without the regret of eating a bunch of garbage food. But before we begin, let me take a moment to introduce the host of this show, Mr. Ed Jones. Ed, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well, my friend. And I did eat out last night and I did last week, last month, last year. I am a restaurant a connoisseur and also a single man who doesn't cook. So I have a lot of experience on how to choose healthy foods if we eat out. So how often do you actually cook at home? Oh, this is quite, uh, could be embarrassing if I was at an age where I was embarrassed. I bought a house two years ago, Thanksgiving, and so far the oven has not been turned on. (laughs) That's impressive. But you know what? The oven's clean still. I bet it is. I bet it is. (laughs) Now, I'm not bragging about that. We should be, I should be, hopefully someday being able to cook more at home. I'm just, I work all the time. I don't enjoy cooking. Uh, after a, a long marriage and then divorce, you know, the single guy, uh, uh, you know, just doesn't do it. I'm not probably going to do it. So here we go. <laughs> All right. Ed, so let's go ahead and start this conversation about how to make these wise choices while eating out. I know that you've kind of laid out some steps and an approach for um, people to ask certain questions of themselves or uh, just to kind of stop and think before they, they make decisions. So What's this first step that people can take? And thank you for that, Brian. And, you know, for new listeners here, why I want to ask the question, why would someone want to listen to me? Let me tell you real quick, 41 years of experience listening, helping, guiding, educating tens of thousands of individuals on what? Nutrition and their health outside conventional means. And one of those, of course, the biggest uh, part of being healthy is your fork and knife, people. It really is. It's not the supplements you take. That's a big part. It's not truly the exercise. It's a part. It is what you choose morning, noon, and night. And because I spoke earlier about the fact that I do eat out way too often, and I know most Americans do because of the fast lifestyle. And, you know, I hear this all the time from all of my clients uh, that, well, you know, I didn't need to eat very healthy yesterday because I ate out. That's not an excuse because I've come up with a game plan that can help people process uh, the choices at restaurants because it is a organized 
mental process to determine what you should choose. So first off, we got to ask ourselves this number one question. What is my purpose in eating foods? And in what I uh, condense to that, I think there's four general purposes when you ask people, why do I eat food? It is taste for one. That is still what rules most Americans. Two is for the production of health. Three is to improve the body's physique. And four, some people are really not hungry much of the time, but they eat to survive. And along with that, as cheaply as possible. So I must say right now, if you are in the number one eat for taste only group or the number four, I eat only to survive and to spend as little money as possible, you may just want to go ahead and click this off because it's not going to probably appeal to you. So if you're in the number two and three slot, I eat for health and or body physique, then I am your man. So we're going out to eat. Someone's called you and said, let's uh, meet at a restaurant and you're, you know, really into your health physique. And what is the first step? Well, I can tell you this, walking into that restaurant and there's your friend, family, and you're going to sit down and they're going to bring you a menu. And about four minutes later, you're going to order won't work unless you have a lot of experience at that restaurant. Why? Because you don't know the menu. You have to look at the menu before arriving online, or if you know you'll have 10 to 15 minutes before you order, then you can do it at the restaurant. And the reason is it would be the identical analogy to you going on vacation and you're going to go online to find a flight reservation. How long would you spend before you could probably pick the appropriate flight? It would not be five minutes. It would generally be 15, maybe. And if you don't do it correctly, you're going to pay a price in the same manner that you will by choosing the wrong unhealthy foods. So one is you're going to do a little bit of homework and you're going to look at the menu beforehand. Number two, you have to know three terms in order to be the evaluator of a menu. First one is you got have to know what the term or my term for real food is. Real foods are those that are closest to the whole and unprocessed uh, parts of food that come from the soil, the pasture, or the oceans. And really and truly, it would be similar if you can put into your mind how people ate 100 years ago. We know they ate in small communities. They did it from local foods only, and they fixed it generally fresh if they could. And they also used uh, meats and proteins if they were a meat eater uh, from right on their farm or their uh, local community. Now, I was at Cracker Barrel about nine months ago, and a young waiter named Adam waited on me, and I had ordered grilled chicken and... I think three vegetables. I'd ordered cabbage, the Brussels sprouts, and probably coleslaw. Well, they were very busy. He came back to the table and said, sir, I'm sorry, but we are out of two of those vegetables. Well, he didn't bring the menu back. So I asked Adam, I said, well, I'll tell you what, just pick two healthy vegetables for me. And he looked and hesitated. And he said, sir, I don't know what a healthy vegetable is. And he, I was stunned. 
I mean, I know that this is the truth. He was 22, 23 years old. He literally did not know what the term healthy vegetable was. So we have to, you know, know what real food is. Imagine eating 100 years ago. That is real food from the earth. Secondly, the second term is clean food. What does that mean? It means a bigger picture of maybe uh, the history, how it was raised regarding pesticides, glyphosate, chemicals, if it was raised in other countries. And then the second part of this clean food is what are the oils and seasonings such as, you know, the things that can destroy it like margarine and MSG and toxic oils and frying. I mean, that is how you evaluate. Is this a clean food? Because you have to know that the priority is picking real food that is as clean as possible. And I will say at this point, don't expect perfection. Do not get carried away thinking, oh, this, I have nothing to choose. You compromise at every single meal to do the very best you can. That's all we can hope for. And the third term that you must know, and I think most listeners of the Holistic Navigator probably have a good idea of this, is carbohydrate, protein, and fat. We know carbohydrate is a starch stored energy now, that sounds like a good thing, but of course, we know sometimes that's not super healthy in the wrong regards. But carbs are like pasta, bread, rice, fast-acting things like potatoes and corn. Then we have protein. Proteins are made up of amino acids. Protein, we all know, is meat. Uh, protein can be from vegetarian sources if it's combined like beans and rice, but uh, it supplies the muscle and the recuperative powers in the tissues. And then lastly, I don't think we need to define fat. We all know what fat is. All right, number three. This is your next step. You have to decide what is your personal philosophy on what I call macros. What is a macro? That's coming up with some general idea of your comfort level with the level of fat, protein, and carbs in your meal. That would be like if I'm a keto person, I'm not going to eat like a person on the Mediterranean diet. If I'm a total vegan, well, I'll have to choose different foods than I would if I'm uh, not a vegan. So we have to go into this, uh, not haphazardly to this restaurant. We have to have a certain philosophy. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you went to buy an automobile that you did not try to pick what suited your needs? The automobile, is it a hatchback, a four-wheel drive? Uh, Two-door, four-door. Would you pick a Corvette in Alaska where it snowed all the time? Well, if you did, it would not be a wise choice. So the same is applies to foods. I do believe in leaning strongly to a keto diet. I think it slows aging, inflammation, reduces cravings, and produces the best physique that I have had in 62 years. When I say leaning, I do not mean being engrossed in it, but I do believe in a high-fat diet. In fact, I looked before I came down here. Do you know that when we rate the life expectancy or the um, quality of health care in the United States, we are number 37 on one of those and number 35 on the other. And, you know, the one that is right next to us is Cuba. Cuba. We all see pictures of Cuba. We know it's been a communist country. We know that they're they're not you know, way advanced. We know they don't have a hospital and Walgreens on every corner. They are equal to us and they're a very poor country. How could that be? Well, I looked at what they ate. 
Guess what? It's all the same as it was 100 years ago. Local, fresh, unprocessed, not always super healthy nutritionally, but it's fresh and clean and real food, people. So number four, know this fact that the majority of all of your likes and dislikes in your taste buds are simply programmable. They are not hardwired into you. So stop being a slave to your likes and dislikes, or you are going to shackle your bodies and your health in prison. Just the facts. If you are so particular that you cannot try anything outside your little narrow scope, uh, you will have a very difficult time as you age because you need to learn to evolve your taste buds in order to evolve your life and health. Number five. When looking at a menu, let's pretend you just walked into the restaurant. Okay, Brian? And you sat down. You do have time. You have about 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. The first thing you're going to do is because you already know the type of eating plan that you have adopted, like myself, leaning toward keto, I'm going to mentally X off all of the choices that do not apply to me. Right. They just need to be taken off the mental list. Uh, if, I mean, if you actually could mentally put a marker, uh, through it, it would be perfect. So that's going to eliminate most of all restaurants. You're going to eliminate 50 to 75% of your choices from the moment you sit down. You just have to know that is the truth. Maybe if they're the laminated glossy menus, you could actually just bring in a washable marker. And I love that. <laughs> and then so mentally now that you've eliminated and put an X on a bunch of this stuff, uh, it has now narrowed down your choices. So at this point, you're going to pick items that fit somewhere within this conversation that we just had about real food that is as clean as possible. So we're going to do the best we can. You know what? I'm And I'm going to give an example here. I ate at Carabas last night. I like Carabas. I'm not really a, a, play, a person who goes to the corporate restaurants generally, mm -hmm. but they do a pretty good job. So here I am eating at Carabas. I already know that I'm not going to eat all the pastas. I'm not going to eat the fried foods. I'm not going to eat the processed. And in fact, Carabas has MSG in their Caesar salad. It makes my heart rate go to 92 beats a minute instead of 52. keeps me up half the night. I learned the hard way. You have to be a detective at all restaurants and don't be embarrassed by asking tactful, nice questions about this stuff. But, oh, here I am at Carabas last time. I'm looking at, uh, I, figure, I feel like I want chicken. So I'm good with chicken. I'm good with beef. Do I want it organic? Yes. Can I get it? No, I live in a town that doesn't offer that. So I do the best I can. So I'm looking at the chicken. They have chicken brine, chicken marsala, chicken parmesan, and Tuscan grilled chicken. Well, since my priority is to eat as real food as I can, well, chicken is not macaroni. It's more real. It actually comes from something uh, that is not, you know, ultimately turned upside down 14 times to produce something new. So I've got chicken. Now, the catch is, what's on the chicken? Well, on the chicken, Brian, is topped with goat cheese. That's a plus. Sun-dried tomatoes, very plus. Basil and lemon butter sauce. Oops, all of it's good until the very end. The lemon butter sauce, that's where the risk lies. So what do you do? You order it on the side, as I did last night. We don't know what's in these sauces. That is a killer, which I'll talk about in a minute. 
Chicken Marsala was topped with mushrooms and a Lombardo Marsala wine sauce. Could be okay. I want to ask a question about it. Third one, chicken parmesan coated with breadcrumbs sautéed. Well, those right there just knocked me out. Breadcrumbs are despicable for the quality. They have way too many unnatural ingredients, and so I'm not going to choose it. Last one, Tuscan grilled, wood grilled and seasoned with uh, olive oil and herbs. Wow. Now that's a plus as long as those herbs do not contain MSG. So I would have chosen, which I did choose, the first one, the chicken brian. Uh, I chose chicken brian, Brian. (laughs) So that was a great meal. I did get broccoli on the side because you have to have colored vegetables with almost every meal except breakfast. So that is how I chose my food. Now, then secondly, this morning before I came in here, I looked at McDonald's menu. Heck, sometimes we're trapped. We have no choices if we have a job, a family, and we have to meet people. Well, the key to McDonald's is you have to uh, X out 94% of the menu, but Luckily, we're in a better place today than we were maybe 10 years ago. They do have a decent salad. And if you choose the grilled chicken, not the crispy, again, learning all of the sneaky words that the restaurants use. Crispy sounds like, wow, that is something we would want to choose. But crispy means fried almost always. So we don't want the fried. We want the grilled. The downside and the catch to all of this with salads is dressings. What do I do about that? I'm going to tell you in a minute how to solve that problem. And one other point, I've been doing this 41 years. There is a disease that I have dealt with a few people called uh, orthorexia nervosa. It's an obsession with eating healthy foods, people. You are going down a very bad path if you are a total perfectionist about your food. The people I've dealt with who did that, I think the damage from their mental state of fear with the foods far damaged them more than bad food did any day of the week. So let's have some common sense with this. How's that sound? No, it sounds great. I I really like your approach of like most things in life. It's really about moderation, right? It's you go out, you do the best you can with the choices that you're given But even from the start, you try to make the best decision that you can, right? So if given a choice between McDonald's or Arby's or something like Carabas or, uh, I mean, we have some really great local restaurants that serve farm fresh items, it's like start there. I mean, don't set yourself up by failure by, you know, going to a place where you know that your options are extremely limited and that prey on your taste buds more than you know, provide nutrients for your physical body. So, I mean, even at Carabas, it's great because, no, they're probably not serving organic free-range chicken that, you know, is the healthiest that you can get or grass-fed beef. But the fact of the matter still remains is you do the best that you can. And I, I really love that about your uh, your approach. Well, thank you, Brian. I mean, you know, I have been a perfectionist off and on in my life with food, nutrients, Uh, exercise. And it just is not the common wise path for me. And I see it being a great mistake for others. Uh, Now, sometimes people who can use the term, uh, you know, doing my best or just picking the middle ground, what that means to some people is they're going to eat a half of their French fries 
because a whole bag is bad. So we have to make <laughs> wise choices. And those just cutting back 50% on bad food is not to me a wise choice. Right. Uh, so let's just say that we've, we've, we've done the research on the menu. We now know that, you know, the, the options we have because we've mentally X'd out everything. We've asked the waiter a couple questions. We feel confident that I'm going to get my green vegetables or my yellow vegetables or something with phytochemicals along with my protein. Which, to be honest, I mean, if we're eating out, that can be difficult at times, depending on where you're eating. Well, you say that. I eat green vegetables every single day at lunch and supper. Yeah. Now, I don't. And again, a part of this is not on this podcast. Uh, iceberg lettuce is not a green vegetable. <laughs> exactly. But spinach lettuce can be considered a green vegetable. So some of the details still have to be worked out. Uh, and broccoli casserole doesn't count. Uh, on a, it counts in a very minuscule amount if it actually had enough broccoli. But the downside is it's got too many unhealthy ingredients. Mm-hmm. But most places have coleslaw. Yeah. They do. And there's cabbage. Cabbage changes the way your liver disposes of toxins in the hormonal family. That's why it helps to get rid of some of the estrogen in men and some of the unhealthy estrogen in women. But even coleslaw can have some good amount of sugar in it sometimes too. It can. And so again, choosing the, trying to choose the restaurant is pretty damn important. (laughs) I will have to say, but let's say you've done all this. You're at the restaurant, you've looked at the menu, you've X'd out the bad stuff. You know your philosophy. You've asked a couple questions. You found the modestly clean foods. You've put it together. Now it's time to choose a little bit more on taste preferences and price. It's okay to do. We want good tasting food. But do know this. I've dealt again with so many people. Your taste will change dramatically if you will eat a new way for eight, maybe four to eight weeks. And I enjoy foods more today. And I hear this every single uh, probably other day from clients. Oh, I enjoy eating more today, the good quality foods than I ever did when I was eating the poor quality junk foods. Mm-hmm. I did not know that you could have such pleasure because number one, it makes the body feel connected, balanced, healthy. And the junk food didn't. It was an addictive process because sugars and chemicals feed the brain and it becomes addictive. And it also feeds some of the systems of the body like insulin and glucose. So it's really a drug junk food is. And that's why we can't function very correctly with it. However, here is the last red flag that I want to bring up about eating out. And I call it, uh, the danger is labeled the on and in killer. Okay, we've chosen great foods, man. I chose that chicken at Carabas. I got the broccoli and it was prepared perfect And I also had a, which I didn't mention, I did have a salad with nothing but olive oil on it. So I had a wonderful meal last night. But the on and in killer is, again, the dressings, the sauces, the sugar, the unhealthy oils, and the frying of anything. Repeat, anything with dressings, sauces, sugar, unhealthy oils, and frying will completely almost negate the quality of a perfect food. So that's the last big avenue you have to jump into is get dressings on the side, get sauces on the side. You'll have to ask about the sugar content. You know better than to get fried food because frying destroys the quality of any 
food. I don't care how organic and perfect it was. It has now gone down the toilet if you have fried it because the oils at high temperatures are unhealthy. So you're you're talking about not just deep frying, but even like a saute or pan fry? Uh, sauteed on if again, if it's sauteed with quality oils that are stable, which you don't know, that's where you'll never be able to determine that. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a place in near New Smyrna, Florida, I would eat. It's the only time and I'm not a perfectionist people, but it's the only time I would eat the fried fish and or the uh, onion rings because they had this whole motto that they changed the oil every night mm-hmm. in that restaurant. Hardly anyone does that. Once you've heated an oil one single time, it's already rancid. It's not rancid the first cook. Yeah. It's the second time. And you rancid oils destroy the body, makes you age quicker, causes so many diseases. So having... The ability to not consume those oils, if you did nothing else, you're going to be far healthier. Now, the last of me winding this up is my super toolbox bullet points. And they're they're the points you want to take home if you do nothing else. Here is the one thing that no one else says. I have lived this for 25 years. I know it sounds a little kooky, but the biggest downfall to all foods is the quality of the fat and or that it doesn't have fat. We cannot be healthy with a low fat diet. That is an absolute to me. The low fat craze is what destroyed the health of millions in this country and caused obesity because of its uh, negative qualities on so many parts of our chemistry. So we have to have at least modest fat. I'm a believer in higher fat. Well, how do we do that if we eat out? You do what Edward Jones does. You get a little bitty bottle of one of your vitamins that's pretty small bottle that you have finished, and you're going to fill it with high-quality olive oil. It's the oil that will stay stable in heat. You need a bottle that is uh, doesn't let sunlight in, uh, or at least is darkened to some point. And you can just keep it in your car. When you get out at the restaurant, as I did last night at Carabas, I just carry it in with me. I'm not embarrassed. If you are, put it in a little sack. But when you eat that salad at McDonald's, you cannot eat their dressing or you just destroyed every hope of any goodness from that. And you need calories. If I went to McDonald's at lunch today, Brian, and had that salad, I'm not going to eat their dressing. So it would be so lean. I'll be hungry in an hour. Mm -hmm. That's not working. So I want to be satisfied. How do I do that? I have got to have about seven, eight hundred calories for me or I won't be happy camper. So I can get 200 easy from this olive oil. Olive oil has been linked to uh, prevention of even hip fractures, lowering of the bad cholesterol, lowering of triglycerides, so many functions. It's the only oil that can do that. And cheap olive oil is contaminated with despicable canola oil. So do not buy the lowest price. You have to know and do your research on the olive oil. So carry your olive oil in anywhere you go and always add at least two tablespoons to anything. If you're eating a salad, add as much as you want, as long as you're not crazy with, you know, needing to watch calories. So that is the take home message is you have to carry fat with you if you're going to eat out a lot. Secondly, I love the bulletproof roadmap. Uh, we should have the link on our uh, page, but the, if you will Google bulletproof roadmap, this is the eating list that says if you're going to eat protein, this is the healthy. If you're going to eat vegetables, these are the ones all the way down the list, including the oils. So if you want a printed list of food choices, 
Bulletproof Roadmap is my go-to. And then the very last thing, for people who want to keep up with their calories, proteins, fats, my Fitness Pal app is my number one recommendation. And then my second one, which I don't let uh, screw with my head too much, but it's called Seafood Watch. This is for people who want to ask a few questions when they go to a seafood restaurant. Where did the halibut come from? Do you know which country, which, where was it uh, caught? And if you have that, you plug it into this seafood watch and it's going to tell you probably the toxicity level of that fish and whether you should choose that or you should choose another fish off of that menu because fish is only as good as the waters they are swimming in. And chickens and beef are a little bit different. They certainly are, are related to what's the environment they're around, but not like fish. So Seafood Watch and My Fitness Pal. Boy, we covered it, I think, pretty damn well. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say there was a lady named Ann Wigmore, and I knew of her back in the 70s because that's when I started this journey. And she had a... A clinic where she would treat diseases from A to Z. I mean, you name it, people came to her. She was one of those true healers. And she had uh, been raised in another country and she had, had come here and opened a clinic. And she's still regarded as a real pioneer in this whole field of respecting the human body and nourishing it when it's ill, not medicating it to cover symptoms when it's struggling. And she had a great quote. The food you eat can be either the safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison. And how true is that? I've seen it for 41 years and so many and myself. And the last one is I can't control everything in my life. But you know what? I can control what I put in my body. So please, everyone, take that into account on your meals. Do still enjoy eating, have socializing, and look forward to talking to you again on this Holistic Navigator. Please subscribe. Please share it. We are here to help educate in every area we can. So thank you so much, everyone, and have a great meal the next time you eat out. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.